uh, you have this uh, go here. Okay, three, two. Well, welcome back to our next edition of What's Up America with Mike Kara, as always, probably broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, the General Central Florida area in Orlando, USA, planet Earth. And my guest today from Huntington, West Virginia, is Diana Gillette from the Perry Sisters. And Diana, it's a pleasure, honor that you could join me today and tell us all about uh, the Perry Sisters. First of all, as I mentioned in my email, that was so great that one of the things that my mom and myself enjoy doing together, um, among other things, is watching American gospel show uh, on stage. And we were so, uh, it was so great to hear uh, you perform there. Now, my mom tells me, Diana, that the Perry Sisters and the Perry family have a very rich history going back many years. So if you don't mind, could you tell us a little bit about the history of the Perry Sisters? Okay, well, it's good to be there with you, Mike. And uh, the Perry Sisters organized in 1974, um, consisted of, of course, myself and my two sisters, Bonnie and Carol. And uh, we grew up singing as children. And actually, uh, there's quite a few years between me and my two older sisters. And so they sang together as a duet. Um, and, and that's where they got their name, the pastor of the church at the time called them the Perry Sisters, and so it has carried over. And then I joined them uh, as we gotten older, and the group, uh, we were all married at the time when we finally organized the group and started singing locally and regional. Did our first album in 1976, I believe it was, and uh, we've recorded, I believe, 25, 26 albums to date. So we, uh, you know, we just, uh, it, it's kind of been a, a gradual climb for the Perry Sisters over the years. Uh, we just totally wanted it to be mostly ministry oriented, and that's what we—that's the way we are, and that's what we go for. And uh, we went into uh, recording uh, in 1976, and then recorded uh, independently for up until about 1980. Then we signed with a record label. Then, and then in '84, we signed with another record label, the Eddie Crook Company, and we were there for about 10 years, and then we moved on. Uh, and 92 and signed with the Sunlight record label and we were there for several years as well so uh, that kind of catches us up we've, we've had several songs uh, nearly everything we recorded uh, has always been in the top 40 charting and we've had a few number ones and we've had you know top tens and God has just really blessed the Perry sisters we had to make some changes in the group along the way my sisters retired in 1990 and uh, 1989 and 90, and so I had my daughter at the time and my niece and regrouped with them, and uh, then we had another change uh, later on down the road, and, and uh, my oldest daughter uh, left to pursue a ministry with her husband, and so uh, we've had to pick up a couple of different altos, and now the group is my youngest daughter with me, and uh, her name is Nicole, and so she sings with me now. And another young lady that sings the soprano, uh, her name is April Wilson. So that's who the group is now, and uh, God has really blessed us tremendously. Oh, that's great, uh, Diana. So you hope that your your daughter will continue, you know, the tradition then after your time then? <laughs> I sure hope so. Uh, we've had, between the three sisters, my two sisters and myself, we had seven daughters. 
And uh, so, you know, we were able to uh, utilize that for a while. And then when they all got married and went their own way. So I'm hoping that uh, my daughter now that's with me, of course, she's married and has a family. And, and uh, I have two grandsons with her. And uh, so I'm, I'm hoping that it will continue. But for me, I, I want to continue on till Jesus comes. <laughs> Right. So, Diana, do you write uh, your your own songs or these traditional songs? Or yes, I do. Um, Nineteen eighty, I started writing for the group, and before that, we just recorded songs that were maybe popular at the time, or songs that were from our uh, background, and songs that. Uh, see, my mother uh, had a, a trio with her two sisters, and so. Occasionally, we would pull some of those really old traditional songs out and do those as well. Uh, I started writing in 1980, and um, my mother uh, was very instrumental in getting me into the writing. And she had been writing poetry. Uh, she would go to the Bible, and she would uh, she would find poems, that, or she would write poems from Scripture in the Bible. And so she brought a poem to me one day, and she said, I really think that you could make this into a song. And I said, well, I don't know, but I'll try. And um, so I took her words from a poem and uh, organized it in, structured it into a, a, a lyrics, and then, you know, added the melody to it. And that's kind of how I got started writing. And then that first song, my first attempt at writing, uh, was later picked up by uh, the Rex Nealon uh, singers and the Nealons and uh, Karen Peck. Uh, she, she did that as her first. Uh, solo project she was featured on with the Neelings, and that was her first attempt at her solo with the Neelings when she first went with them. So it was called The Wedding of Mount Zion, and uh, that's kind of how it all began. And so I've been writing nearly 85 to 90 percent of everything the Perry sisters have recorded over the years. Um, God has blessed me to be able to write those. So for you, uh, Diana, how you know what? Ins well, we kind of know what it's. I usually I ask what inspires you. We know know what that does. But I mean, as far as writing the songs, I mean, is there a certain time? Is there a certain time or place you get inspired to write? Well, Mike, you know it. It, it just varies. A lot of times, if I'm getting ready to record another project, I'll kind of start focusing more so. Uh, right after I've done a project, I kind of lay back on it and unless really something comes in that inspires me um it, it could be a message from a, a, a minister or anything you know there are so many little things just even with things you hear every day there could be a phrase that would just kind of pop out at you and you you think oh wow that would make a good song so normally i'm just kind of open and uh but uh yeah a lot of things my writing will i'll be inspired by um, something that has happened to me personally in my life, um, and and it will it will you know it will inspire me to write something from that. Um, it can be inspiration from the Bible. I like to go to the Bible and and just read stories or read scripture and and kind of see something there that that takes my attention. Um, it, it, inspiration can come from so many areas in so many ways, and uh, so I just um, I. I take advantage of it however the Lord wants to send it to me. Oh, wow. So, I mean, you mentioned about uh, the songwriting. Is there a certain amount of, you know, time? I mean, is there a certain point where you know a song is done then? 
Well, yes, absolutely. Um, well, you know, sometimes in the beginning when I get a song, I'll get the thought. I don't always get the title right at first. And uh, I, I don't, I was never formally trained in writing music, so it's all done by, uh, from my heart and, and what, you know, the Lord gives me to write. So it's all, it, it, I'm not formally trained to, per se, write the notes and the music. So I'll, a lot of times I will just uh, get the inspiration to sing something, and and then I will have to go over it. I used to be able to, you know, sometimes I'll record it, and that way I won't lose it so I can go back to it. So uh, sometimes it'll be a chorus, it'll be a line of a verse, or it'll be a whole verse, or it'll be a chorus, and then I'll have to, you know, structure it from there. So it takes time. Some songs are written very quickly. Uh, sometimes they come to me very quickly, and I can finish them in a day or so or even within hours, and then others will take weeks and sometimes months. So it just depends on, you know, how it actually comes together in my mind and in my heart and what I want to say. So, Diana, do you, I mean, is it a situation where you completely have the song completely written and all done when you bring it to the rest of the members of the group or is it a situation where you say sometimes hey listen to this song i'm working on yeah yeah sometimes uh i make i, I will get enough of it to know exactly where the song is going to go whether it's verse course verse course uh and the structure of the song and then i will let them hear uh, maybe I don't. I have even been up to the time of recording and still have a line or two to fill in. So that that all happens, and so yeah, I will take it to them lots of times before it's totally uh, finished. Oh wow! Uh, so I mean, when you, you you know you bring it to them and you you practice it, I mean, there's certain parts. I mean, do you write like certain harmonies or certain things for certain members, or you just kind of experiment with it, or? Yeah, kind of. I mean, pretty much, you know, I'm the lead singer, so right. I do most of the lead. And so I, I guess when I write the song, um, I write it more so to, uh, a lot of times it fits my voice uh, and the lead part. And then the other two girls uh, fill in their harmony parts. But then there are times where um, I will see feature parts in that song for the soprano or for the alto. And, uh, and there will be a soprano uh, solo or, or soprano alto, and, and they'll take over the lead. Uh, we've always done that with our part, uh, even back with my sisters and more so with my my uh, older daughter that was with me in the beginning, uh, she and my niece. And so we would do, you know, if you've got equally good singers, uh, you want everybody to shine. And, and that's the way I've always felt about it. Um, I want to utilize the best of the group. And so where they shine the most is where I try to put them and, and give them that opportunity. So, um, so far, it's, it's worked out really well. Okay, Diana. So I want to talk about these uh, nice songs that our audience has been listening to. Now, the first one, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe I did hear on American Gospel on stage, and it was re really good and really inspirational, God Save Our Country. Can you tell us about this one? Okay, Mike. Well, that one I wrote back several years ago, back actually about a year, year and a half or so after the 9-11 tragedy took place. Um, I wrote that song, and it was years uh, 
before we actually had the opportunity to record it. And so when we did, and then recently in the past, in the past three to four years, uh, it really came to the point where it seemed like it, the message needed to really be heard again. And so um, that was where the thought came from, was from the, uh, the 9-11 tragedy that took place. And a lot of times that's where I get some of my inspiration for songs, is things that's going on, well, you know, the current events that are taking place or past events that have taken place. And uh, then I feel very impressed uh, to, to get a message out on it. So that's how it all began, and uh, we recorded it. Uh, for this uh, Great American Gospel stage, and uh, so we recorded for that, and uh, it's been recorded uh, several times, but um, that's, that's how it all began. Okay, Diane, and here's another song that I heard uh, on, the sh on that show I was talking about, Payday. Can you tell us about this one? Oh, wow. That, uh, actually, the full title is There Will Be a Payday, and everybody just calls it Payday, but <laughs> it, the full, complete title is there will be a payday right. and i wrote that back in 1986 and uh, my sisters and i did the original cut on that song it was our very first number one song uh that went through all the trade papers uh into the, the singing news and and all the trade papers of southern gospel music at the time uh was number one across the board it was number one across the state of north carolina alone in every station there so it made a really big impact for the Perry sisters, and and I have not given it up because there is everywhere, nearly any place we go and sing in concert or at a church, uh, people still want to hear that song. And so they identify over the years. The Perry sisters have been identified with "There Will Be a Payday," and uh, uh, so it, it came to me from. Uh, back in the '80s, there was an, a couple that did a local radio program here in our area and uh, she was very well known back in the early early days of bluegrass music and her name was Molly O'Day and uh, so she and her husband did a, a radio program here and every night every day when she would close her program she would say there will be a payday at the end of life's road and that kind of stuck with me and that's where the idea came to write the song. Okay, another song we have is Go Tell. Can you tell us about this one? This is on our latest CD, and it was our latest single from that CD. Uh, it was the first pick that the, that the record label chose, and uh, it's a very good, um, I was very pleased with it. Um, instrumentally, they did a great job uh, uh, recording the track for it, and uh, it's, a, it's a great song to sing any time of the year, but especially in the Easter season, because that's what it talks about. Uh, it talks about the crucifixion of Jesus and, and uh, what he went through, but then the greatest of all was when he arose on the third day. And so the message uh, is, is still great any time of the year, but especially through the Easter season. Oh, okay, and speaking of uh, your new CD, so is this relatively uh, new then? You, you just put it out, or...? No, we've had it, uh, we've recorded it just a few years ago, okay. uh, but it is the latest one that we have, and uh, the title of that new CD is called Telling the Story, so it has some great songs on it, Go Tell, Come Drink of This Water, and we recorded again, we pulled a few songs from the past from the Perry Sisters, uh, songs like The Price of One Crown, 
I wonder how Mary felt. Let the wind blow. These were some of our uh, radio past singles that we had uh, back from the 80s, I believe it was, in the early 90s. And so it's a, co- it's a collection of brand-new material as well as uh, pre-recorded songs that the Perry Sisters have done over the years. Okay, uh, Diana, so I want to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, where... Um... You know, the uh, Perry Sisters perform. We know America Gospel on stage, but I mean, do you perform all over your area or all over the country? Or Pretty much. I mean, we don't, uh, most of our contacts and the areas we travel the most are in the south, southeast, uh, and partially north. So we work, uh, we work, we try to stay within um, an eight-hour drive from, from our home base. But uh, there again, we, you know, we make some trips to Florida uh, occasionally. We've done a, a tour there. We've done some dates in Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, uh, you know, Tennessee. The Carolinas are very good for the Perry Sisters. They always have been. And so we've done a lot. We do a lot of work there in the North Carolina area. Uh, of course, you know, West Virginia, Kentucky, Ohio, Virginia. Uh, some up in the north, you know, we've, we've worked a little bit, but... Uh, we used to do a few tours out west. Uh, we've been out in Arizona, and we've done some in Texas. But in the past few years, uh, I'm kind of getting a little bit older now, so <laughs> I try to cut back on the really long trip. Oh, so I mean, in a lot of these venues, like uh, churches, then or oh, absolutely, churches, concerts. We've done. Uh, you know, we go wherever they call us. Right. Um, and, and we've sung in outdoor things and fairs. We've done fair dates. We do outdoor things. We do concerts in auditoriums and in um, and, and a lot of different venues and churches, of course. Uh, so we we work uh, we work in any about any venue in any situation. Oh wow! So I mean, right now, are you you getting back back to normal? I mean, I know for the past few months, probably haven't had a chance to. Uh, but I mean, churches in your area are still looking for you know people to come in. Yeah, we're still. I mean, even through the COVID problems that we've had uh, last year, was really really terrible for most groups. Uh, you know, everything was canceled. We lost. Uh, we had a lot of dates on the book that just from March went through, and we, you know, we we were able to secure a few dates in some areas where the restrictions were not as heavy, and so we were able to do a few dates last year. But uh, it's picking up, of course, now that that some of the states are opening up a little more, and the churches are opening up more for the groups to come in, and so we are definitely working on our schedule this year, and uh, so. It's, any 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 listeners out there that's interested in the Perry Sisters, we we'd be glad to come. Oh, you mean to Orlando, Florida, too? <laughs> well, we just might. I tell you what, we we just might uh, if we could put together. You know, uh, we try to do something uh, with with enough churches. Of course, it's right. difficult to make that kind of trip with just one date. And so uh, we've been in the Orlando area and the Jacksonville area a few years ago. Uh, we've worked those areas. We've been in Lake City. Uh, several several parts of, of Florida we have been in and done several concerts and churches over the years. And so uh, if we can make enough contact uh, with some churches in the area to make the trip, you know, to come for more than just one church uh, or a concert, then, you know, we're, we're up for doing that. We can handle that.
And one thing, Diane, I'm wondering, as I mentioned about, you know, these gospel shows, they have, you know, a bunch of groups. But, I mean, is there a situation when you're touring or when you're doing shows that you perform with uh, other uh, gospel groups, sir? Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, well, you know, we've, we've been on a lot of concerts uh, where there's three or four or even five other artists on there. And uh, it, it's good. It's a good time. It's good for us. It's good for the artists. Uh, I believe, for the fellowship part, and we get a chance to fellowship with one another, and I think it's, it's great. Well, the NQC, the uh, National Quartet Convention, uh, I've always enjoyed that every year, and we we started going to the uh, in, uh, National Quartet Convention back when it was in Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, back in the 80s, in the early 80s, and so that's, one, that's probably the major event for Southern Gospel Music. Uh, is the NQC, and a lot of people come there from all over the world, actually, and it's a great time there. So I love meeting people, um, and, and I love being out in that setting, as well as being the only group in a church singing. So, uh, you know, I just love it all, and, and wherever I can get the opportunity to minister, uh, that's, you know, that's who I am. Okay, Diana, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, your websites and social media. But before we get to that, you know, you've, you've mentioned that, you know, you've been uh, doing this, you know, since 1974. My question is, you know, has is the Internet really a good tool? I mean, how did you do a lot of marketing and promotion back in those days? Well, um, radio, of course, was key. Right. Um, some television, some television, the trade papers, the, the uh, gospel music magazines where you can advertise. Right. Um, and, and that was basically all we had uh, before actually anything started really developing on the Internet. So that, that, was, that was how we did it. And word of mouth and pass your cards out and try, you know, if you were a new group getting started, as we were in the beginning, um, our record label really helped us to make contacts and um, that, that's one good thing that, you know, you can make contacts through there uh, and just get in some of the larger events that were taking place. Even though you, our name was not out there then, uh, we were able to go into some of these larger events where people could see us and meet us and, and hand out your business cards. And that's pretty much how it was handled. And Diana, before we, you know, get to your, your Facebook and all of that, have you done a lot of this Facebook Live or these virtual concerts? We've done a few, and I'm planning to try to do some more um, because uh, it, it really is great because we have fans all over the country, and, and not only just fans, but our friends and friends that we haven't seen. them last year, we're not able to even contact to see them. And uh, so it, it's a great opportunity. We've done, like I said, we have done some, and I'm planning some more in the future. Oh, great. So my question, Diana, do you think that there will be a crossover where you'll do both uh, online and in person? That's possible. Uh, it's probably going to go, I, I think the online is great because, like I said, where you can reach the people, like if we go into North Carolina, but right. we've got fans in other states that don't get to see us, but maybe once a year, and even if that. So it gives them the opportunity to see us and uh, and, and and hear us, and, and I think it's great just for that because you can't go, you know, it, it will take you where you cannot go physically, and so I think that, I think it's great. Okay, uh, Diana. Well, first, let's talk. Do you have a website then? 
so perrysisters.com, and uh, they can go on there. We have an online store for anyone that wants to browse through there and, and uh, pick up any CDs or soundtracks or DVDs. And uh, we, have, we have everything posted there on our online store. And uh, if we, our email address is, is, is to email me personally for any information they might need. Or sometimes people are, are contacting me for uh, material or songs or CDs or something that's not offered on our online store. So anything that's unusual or different, they'll contact me. And it's just Diana, uh, excuse me, it's just Diana dot Gillette at perrysisters.com. And so they can do that and uh, contact us that way as well. And now as far as YouTube, do you have a YouTube channel? or? No, really we don't. Uh, we do post our music on there. Uh, we've had, uh, we have posted video and uh, we have, you know, we have posted a few things. But of course our music is so widespread uh, over the years that you can find our music on YouTube and Spotify and, and Amazon and uh, you know, you can you can just about hear the Perry Sisters in, in any of those areas. And now, uh, Diana, is there a certain CD or something you recommend for the Perry Sisters? I mean, you have like a greatest hits album or something? Well, uh, the CD, um, it's titled Reminisce, and it was recorded back uh, around 2000, 2001, 2002, something like that. And it, it's kind of um, a collection of the Perry Sisters' uh, greatest hits. And the title is Reminisce. We sell a lot of it. It contains the song There Will Be a Payday, which we recorded again. It, contain, it contains songs like Resurrection Mourn, uh, They Can't Start the Celebration, um, uh, Lean on the Rock, I Don't Want No Rocks. These were all some of the songs that uh, people can identify with us from the early 80s and up to the early 90s. And uh, and it's a it's a pretty good seller for us. It still sells very well. Okay, uh, Diana. So I mean, do you have any like any like Easter albums or Christmas albums or specific things like that? Or we do. We we recorded a Christmas uh, CD several years ago, and I'm planning to try to get another one out. Uh, I would love to have it out this year, but it may not be until next year. Um, but we do, we, we have one Christmas album, and it's it played every year across the country. Um, and it, there's songs on it that are original, songs that I've written. The title of it is called The Steel of the Night. And uh, the title cut of the, song, of the album is, the song is also called The Steel of the Night. And uh, it's, an, it's a kind of a 50s rendition from the old song in The Steel of the Night. And it kind of has that 50s sound. People love it. Uh, but it has the Christmas message to it. And then there's another one on there called The Messiah is Coming and uh, The Savior of the World. So it's recorded with a lot of, of original songs that I wrote, as well as some of the old traditional Christmas music. And it's been a great seller. And speaking of uh, writing original music, Diana, do you plan or do you currently writing new music? Or Yes, I am. Um, I'm, I was hoping to get a project last year, but like, you know, everything right. kind of, uh, went sour on everything. And yeah. so we were, we had to postpone. And so I'm still trying to get, hopefully get back in the studio this year if I can. And, uh, but the new material, yes, I am working on the new material now. I have some finished and some that has not been finished yet. So, 
that's definitely in the making. Okay, Diana, we really appreciate uh, your time and telling us about your wonderful music. And if our, you, you mentioned that if our audience has any questions, they could uh, email you or if they would like you to come to their church or their uh, convention or whatever it is, they could contact you then? Absolutely. And our number, our phone number here, I gave you the email address. Also, our phone number, if they want to call me direct for any information, uh, it is area code 304-733-4360. Oh, great. So, yeah, and we encourage everyone uh, to do that if there is uh, interest. And as we mentioned, Diana, you're in uh, Huntington, uh, West Virginia. So, I mean, uh, r right now, then, are you just mainly doing sh shows and churches around that area? Are you starting? Did you mention you're starting to go around the country again? or? That's correct. Yes, we're taking we're taking dates in in other areas as well um, as they come in, and so uh, that's that's what we're working on right now is to take some of these more uh, out of state dates that we want to collect in. And Diana, do you post uh, you know the the dates on your website or on Facebook or? Yes, sometimes we do Facebook and uh, also on our website. So. Uh, the, the schedule is not up yet because we've had some, our dates were passed, so we've got to update that schedule, and uh, we will be doing that shortly. And I'm assuming, Diana, that these churches, that everyone is welcome, it's a, it's a public event then? Absolutely, absolutely. It's always open to the public, uh, whomever, and uh, there's never a charge at the door, but a free will offering is usually taken. Right. And uh, there's no tickets involved in, in most of the churches that we're singing in right now. Uh, of course, if you're doing an auditorium and that sort of venue, then usually that's a ticketed event. Oh, and, and, and you'll mention all that information, like if tickets are required then, uh, on your website or that, then, huh? Yes, yes, uh, that's correct. Uh, it will mention love offerings uh, or if it is a ticket event. Oh. Okay, Diana, again, really appreciate your time. Any final thoughts or anything else you'd like to mention here? Well, Mike, I believe we've covered everything I can think of at this time. I just appreciate you for uh, reaching out to us and uh, interested in the Perry Sisters and our ministry. So God bless you and, and your endeavors and everything that you're trying to do. Okay, Diana, that sounds great. I'll probably see you tomorrow. I mean, as far as uh, on TV on uh, American Gospel Showcase, my guest has been uh, Diana Gillette uh, from Huntington, West Virginia, from the great uh, group, the Perry Sisters. And Diana, if you could give your website one final time, please. All right, I sure will. It's just perrysisters.com. And email Diana, D-I-A-N-A, dot Gillette, G-I-L-L-E-T-T-E, at perrysisters.com. And when you go to our website, it will give you that email information and the phone number also. Okay, uh, Diana, that sounds great. And you've been listening to the Mike, uh, you've been listening to What's Up America with Mike Kara. And please catch us again next time. Okay, that's